ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Nate, and joining me tonight on this very special show, (laughs) not our Christmas episode or something, but our four-year mark. This has been four what? years. Huh? Since, what? What? Yeah, that mark. Not that mark. Oh, okay. uh, it's been four years since we started the show, and I'm joined tonight by Uncle Mark and Jason. So say good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. There good you evening. go. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> hey, can, so, I just, can I just say that life is so much better on the Iron Sys admin because we can hear the intro music? Yeah, I fixed that. There's a. There, <clears throat> it turns out, it turns out, I, I had this suspicion that it was noise suppression in Zoom. And guess what? Noise suppression in Zoom was turned on, and I turned it off, and now you can hear the intro music in, to, to you guys. The stream always got it fine. At least I think you were fine. I hope yeah. you are fine. Nobody complained. <laughs> Friggin' Zoom. You'll have to forgive Mark. He's finally hit puberty tonight, so his, his voice is a little cracked. <laughs> but it's time to change. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So tonight we have a slightly different show than normal lined up. Uh, We're going to do things a little bit in a different order than we normally do. And you'll find out why when we get to the main topic. So um, basically, we're going to start tonight with announcements because I'd like to get the normal housekeeping stuff out of the way. So first of all, Patreon update, because patrons are important. You guys get to be first in tonight's show. We earned two more patrons in the since we recorded our last show. We were up to 20 patrons now for 87 bucks a month, which is awesome. You guys are great. And uh, let me get the list in front of me so I can look at the camera while I read it. Word. Word. No, names, not words. I mean, they're kind of the same. Names are words, I guess, but they're not really words. Right? They're names. Anyway, uh, Root is God. He actually put in his website address, but I don't know. I'm not going to give... The website online just i don't know i feel like that's weird root is god you can guess what the website might be uh bruce robert matt david solemn erwin trooper ish linux sys 666 gimpy b ryan mark with a k dementor from powershell on linux john the nice guy mark with a c julius andy j charles and our old friend 22532 hey you two hope you're here tonight well Thank we'll you have to, to... Each. We'll have to create a new Patreon level so that you can have your uh, website announced. Maybe. Maybe that's it. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be a bad you know, bad idea. Maybe we'll do that. If anybody wants uh, advertising on the show, you got to be a, I don't know, $50 a month patron. Maybe I won't sit at that high. Iron, iron <laughs> advertising level? Yes, iron advertising level. That's per- see, see, this is the kind of gems that you could have been giving me for the past four years, and you choose now. <laughs> Look, in my defense, I'm pretty sure 2020 has been a lot longer than four years. So you're probably it's right. Like We're we actually like this. six years old now. Yeah, we, we, it's <laughs> like we just started this. <laughs> All right. And uh, of course, if you want to support the show and get cool merch out of it, you can go to our Teespring shop, teespring.com slash stores slash iron sysadmin. One of our uh, newer fans, Josh, recently showed me in one of our work meetings that uh, he's got a sticker, and I think he said he got a shirt, too. So thank you, Josh. It's very much appreciated. I hope you enjoy the shirt and the sticker. Oh, it's getting real. It's getting real. We have more than I, just more than just I me and Jason wearing the merch. <laughs> are you You're just sure? waiting for the... 
Are you sure the shirt isn't the sticker? You know, he just could be slapped could be. He it just on a put a very on big on sticker on it, and slapped it on something. his chest. <laughs> so I think I think Mark's just waiting for the day that we hit it big and I give out merch uh, to all the co-hosts. No, I just keep forgetting to buy the damn thing. <laughs> Jason, terrible. you still have your shirt? How's it How's it holding up? Uh, it's, it's fine. You, you know, my, my, so my stack of shirts is approximately like 10 feet tall at this point. So yeah. I usually wear my iron system and shirt. Uh, I think we're, I think we're about one and a half times a year. Yeah. Um, Jason has a serious shirt collection. Um, I don't know if I want to call it a problem because you seem very proud of it. It's a, it's, it's a FIFO Q. It's a FIFO Q. <laughs> So uh, I was just curious how yours is holding up. Mine's holding up great, and I've had it for like three years now. Yeah, mine ever is Ever since fine. we started selling them. Mine was the first shirt we ever sold because I wanted one to see how it uh, how it held up and whatever. Yeah, And it's yeah, still mine, holding up great. Yep, mine is just fine. I don't, it, you know, it, it's, I've worn it a number of times, and it's it looks as good as I did when I bought it, so. Yep, yep. You know how black shirts, like, fade usually over time? This one seems to be holding up pretty good. Ah... Uh, so, uh, Jason, do you have anything to announce that might be happening, like, tomorrow? Um, think yeah, hard. I guess. I guess. Think real hard. Uh, I think so. There's just something going on tomorrow. It's coming to me. Uh, so tomorrow is B-Sides, uh, Delaware, uh, starting at uh, 8 in the morning, because apparently I don't like to sleep. Uh, and we will be running all day. And uh, turns out we've got enough content for two days, which is uh, um, honestly, given the short time period that it took us to put this thing together, uh, we were a little surprised. But uh, we will be running uh, all day tomorrow and then uh, until about 3 o'clock on Saturday, 2, two or 3 o'clock on Saturday. That's awesome. Um, so no. it's all virtual. Uh, it's on Eventbrite. It is free unless you want to toss us some money, in which case it's 5 bucks. Um, so you can get your tickets there and then it will send you over to discord and you can jump through all the crazy hoops to get onto discord. Uh, we will be streaming to both Twitch and YouTube. Um, we have an MC, uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, and then, uh, 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 I will be giving a talk on Saturday about containers, uh, assuming I can finish writing the damn thing. How's that coming by the way? Uh, it'll be fine. I've got, I probably have enough content to go the whole time already. I'm just trying to, I don't know. I, I try to refine it. I, I don't, I'm, I'm bad at, I'm bad at sitting and, uh, demoing my talk, uh, to see how long it actually goes. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of go, if I have 30 slides and I spend two minutes on a slide, that's an hour. Okay. So I'm at about 20 ish slides right now. <laughs> I actually, uh, I did my own presentation in front of a camera last night so I could get an idea for how long it's going to be. It landed exactly at 45 minutes. What are you talking it, about? Um, I'm, I'm revamping my So You Want to Start a Podcast uh, talk because... So um, you want to start a podcast? Oh, God, I can't sing today. Ooh. <sighs> no, <clears throat> don't sing. Don't sing tonight. Be, so, so I the apparently, yeah, for our listeners who are looking forward to, to me, to my Elsa impressions and whatnot... I apparently am coming down with some sort of a cold or something. No, it's not COVID, but my voice is a little croaky. So I'll probably have to hold off on the singing tonight. I know you're all sad. I'm sure everybody's very sad. 
Especially that one guy who said he doesn't listen anymore because you, yeah, you sing. Whatever. Oh, no, it was your jokes. He didn't like your jokes. That's right. Yeah, well. I mean, tough, right? We all have bad jokes. These, these things happen. <laughs> I ain't changing. Right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> as, as we've already talked about, I'm also presenting. Mine is tomorrow at 4.30, if I remember correctly. So that should be fun. It should be a good time. Um. And like I said, mine should actually be on time. I know last time I saw you present, Jason, I, I know exactly the the problem you're worried about. <laughs> well, uh, was that the uh, was that the second DerbyCon? Yeah, yeah, that was that was um, your, your one hour so, time. Slot so that to took be fair, minutes. to be fair, second DerbyCon, uh, I, I wrote the I wrote the talk, I revamped the talk. I was terrified in my room, uh, rolling through the talk again. And every time I every time I did the talk as a test. It came out to about 45 minutes. Now, you know, doing the talk in my room alone by myself when I'm comfortable and not scared to death is, is one thing. Doing it on stage when I'm terrified uh, is, is a totally different thing. And I did that talk in uh, less than 20 minutes. So, yeah, I yeah, it was like 16, I've gotten better minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten better. So, I, you know, I'm not. But it's going to be weird. I've never done a talk sitting at a computer with no feedback. So I have <laughs> come watch the fun on Saturday because I have no idea how this is going to go. Yeah, um, it turns out that I have a lot of experience talking into the Internet. It's weird. So I was actually completely comfortable staring at myself in a monitor doing <laughs> doing my test talk. You're sitting there so... saying, man, I'm pretty. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I don't think it'll be too bad, but, uh, who knows? We'll see. I don't, I don't speak a lot in public, but I've done it a number of times. I did this particular <clears throat> talk at B-Sides Delaware two years ago. So to be honest, I was surprised that it was accepted. I guess you guys are desperate. Damn. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we, we accept most anything. Um, yeah, be hard pressed to not get accepted. I know. Well, that would make me feel even better if, uh, <laughs> if it wasn't accepted then. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's been revamped a bit because the, the space has changed since we started Iron Sysadmin. Um, so things are actually a lot easier and even cheaper than they were when we started. Uh, we started this show with like zero budget. So. <laughs> yep. All right. <clears throat> so beyond that, uh, we don't have any new reviews, at least nothing that I came across while I was preparing the notes for tonight's show. So uh, there's really nothing to review there. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Either of you have anything really fun you want to talk about before we get into the main topic, which which is also going to be, I hope, a lot of fun. <laughs> so I um, I had something I was going to talk about, but I'm going to punt it to our next show. Give us some okay. more time for the main topic. That's fine with me. Yeah, let's let's just jump in right to the main topic. I mean, I'm I, some I, more I beer besides announcement, and I can wax poetic about other things later. Awesome. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this music here. Are you a fan of the Iron Scissorman podcast? If you are, don't forget you can support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash Or you can buy merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash And thank you.
So, what is our main topic going to be tonight? Well, I mean, it's our four-year episode. We've recorded 91 of these things, including tonight. So, we've, I guess we've technically recorded 90 so far. And uh, it's been kind of a fun ride. Um, our first show was recorded on November 8th, 2016. And I went back and uh, uh, to the Googles and I asked about, you know, what kind of interesting news did we have? You know, because, you know, you can do that. Go look back and say, oh, on, uh, on this date in history, we had this interesting thing happen or this fun thing happen. Well, uh, go Google uh, November 8th. 2016, and you'll find out why I have no news to report for <laughs> November 8th, 2016, because it is a minefield, and we're going to move right along in from there. Um, we started out recording on Tuesday nights, because that just happened to be a night that worked well for Jason and I. Um, the whole concept for the show was just kind of a, a whim of mine, and I wrote Jason an email or a Slack or a, God, who knows what, four years ago. Um asking him if he'd be interested in being a co-host for this idea for an ops-focused show about being a sysadmin. And uh, surprisingly, he didn't Mm -hmm. immediately reject that. (laughs) Part of this was was me trying to, I don't know, I've I've always been a little more of an introvert, and I I always, it, it felt like doing things like this uh, coincidentally, I also started a YouTube channel, the, the Jeep channel that I run uh, around the same time. I guess I was just feeling like it was time to get out of my shell. So here we are four years later, both, both that and, and the Iron System and podcast are still running along strong. And I, I don't know, I think it's helped. So what we're going to do tonight, um, aside from just reminisce about, uh, the old shows are, uh, I actually have queued up episode one of the Iron System and podcast. And once we're done talking here, we're going to listen to that show. <laughs> Jason's cringing already, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to uh, we're going to sort of critique it, <laughs> looking back at what this show was four years ago. So um, some of the main things that I remember about when we started the show is that we had no mixer, we had no live stream. Uh, Jason and I would basically hop on what we were using at the time. Was it? I don't even remember. Was it like Hangouts or something? Or did we use Skype? I, I don't even remember what we first I, used. No, we never used Skype. Screw that. Uh, oh, that's right. We, you wouldn't use Skype. No, I maybe it was Skype. Hangouts before Google killed it. it I have, it to, I have to use Skype for work, and it's it's a horrible experience even today. Uh, I think we used <laughs> I think we used Google Meet or Hangouts or whatever name it was back then. Um, and that that started the uh, the long crusade of of me having to have a Chrome browser on the side that I would install mm-hmm. and, and complain about endlessly because I tried to install all sorts of rootkits on me. So um, what we would do is we would, we would record locally. I, if you remember that from the first like five or six episodes, uh, we would each fire up like Audacity with a, well, not like some kind of a loopback module or something we had to run. So we get, I don't remember anymore, but we'd basically record ourselves locally. We would do this funny little dance before the show to try to synchronize our audio. And then at the end of the show, Jason would send me his, uh, <laughs> his audio file, which took another like half hour that I'd have to stitch them together and then edit the show that in, in the evening. So that very quickly turned into, uh, we need a mixer <laughs> because, um, it just, it made things so much simpler because I was able to take the output from whatever we were doing, put it into the mixer. I could bring in a soundboard and all that, but 
know, this is all technology that that you guys maybe not care, maybe don't care so much about. When we started doing the live stream, that's when we started using Hangouts on air, and that's the thing that Google killed on us. And that was when we switched. I th- oh, we tried like we tried. What was it? Lightstream for a little while. Was it Lightstream? Streamyard? One of those. And then we finally ended up on OBS like we are now. So. Anyway, our pri- the primary complaint we used to get was that Jason's voice sounded funny because he was using a Bluetooth headset. Remember those? <laughs> yes, and that started the whole Jason sounds funny and, you know, Jason's mic sucks and Jason's mic uh-huh. sucks. I got a new mic Yeah, that I've had yeah, for you, a couple you, years. And it, you it got, got a new better. mic around, around the time I got the mixer. You got that mic, if I remember yep. correctly. So yep. we both bought the same mic. And <clears> since just... Actually, just recently, I, I got another new mic, but uh, what do you got this that time? other one was working pretty well. What's the new one? This is this is a Rode uh, Rode Pod mic, which is um, working out pretty well so far. I'm liking it. The other mic, it wasn't just for the sake of upgrading. The the other mic sounded fine, um, but it had like this problem where if I touched it at all, it could cut out on me. And of course, that's not a great state to be in when you're doing a live show. No, I just, so, uh, I, mine, mine hangs above me and I just sort of ignore it. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It seemed like it had to do with the switch, the on-off switch, because usually when I wasn't using it, I would flip it off and then I would put it out of the way. Well, I think the switch started to go bad because it seemed like if I had to turn it off and back on again, it would not come back on right. Like the, I don't know, maybe the contacts are just dirty, but whatever. Uh, the, 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 uh, the universal IT fix. Have you turned it off and on? Turn again? it off and back on again. So at any rate, we're going on and on. Um, Mark, have you ever listened to the first episode of the show? I think I did as an intellectual exercise, but I don't know <laughs> if I got through the whole thing. Yeah, and, that's and, possible. And, and don't take that as an insult. No. So, and I'm the- I'm actually I'm here trying to think because I came in kind of late. I'm now looking at like all the Marvel characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think I might be like Ant Man. Like he came in like three quarters of the way through, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, and he's a bit of a smart ass, so I think I might be the Ant Man of the Iron Sis Admin Cinematic here we Universe. Go. We're gonna call Mark the Ant Man now. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so wait, that's what I should have done. Is it no longer Uncle Mark? Is it Ant Mark? It's yeah, it's Ant oh, Mark, hmm. except it's spelled A N T, not A U N T. What I what I should have done is gone back to our first fifteen or so episodes. Remember, we were doing the intros. Um, first, it was Star Wars, and then it was Dresden Files books. Ah, yes, yes. Because we didn't have enough Star Wars movies. Well, once we, see, <laughs> and there's a new Dresden Files book, like so we six. should have done a new one of those. There's two new we Dresden Files books, but it wouldn't have lined up with the number of the show. We'd have to go back and record episodes what twenty three and twenty four again. Well, we call it. We could call it twenty three A and twenty four A. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I tried that. That's not even the right numbers, though. Twenty-three and twenty-four—that's not right. Maybe it was twenty-four and twenty-five. I don't remember remember what number it's on. There's a lot of those books, a whole lot. No, 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 no. It's. uh, Are we even in the twenties? Oh, you're right. Sixteen and seventeen. The the only wizard. I was off by ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The only wizard named Harry that matters. Yes, the only wizard named Harry that matters. Yes. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. And if you if you are not a fan of the Dresden series, what the hell's wrong with you? And if you are a fan of the Dresden series, have you read the la- the latest two books? Because oh my, I uh, yeah, you need to read them. Holy I uh, crap. I 
I may have, and Jason knows this, I may have reached out to Jim Butcher's publicist to find out if he would come on the show and talk to our viewers. But We, we want you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. apparently uh, he wasn't taking interviews at the time that I wrote, and they totally put us on his list. So who knows? And we will continue that. following up until he's on the on, on the on the meeting or on the on the podcast. All right. So uh, speaking of guests, one last thing before we get started on this next week. I know this is out of order because we're usually two weeks apart, but I, I mean it next week, the 19th, uh, because it's not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the following Thursday. So we had to move the show up a week. Um, we're going to have Ed Scotus on again to talk about the Sands Holiday Hack Challenge. So that's going to be a good time. Don't miss it. It's only one week from now instead of two weeks from now. Um, so put the, put it on your calendars. We're going to be recording a little different, you know, because of the holiday. And then we'll pick up with the usual schedule in December, probably until Christmas time. And then that'll blow it all out of the water again. We'll have to mess it up. Uh, but then January, of course, we'll be back to normal. So just keep that in mind. Ed Scotus is supposed to be on the show next week to talk about the Sands Holiday Hack. This is getting to be a yearly thing for us. We love having Ed on the show. We love hearing about Holiday Hack. Such a yep. fun Fun little uh, uh, challenge to 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 do during the holidays, um, so be sure to check that out. So, what new what new crazy uh, uh, historical security device is he going to have this year? Yeah, right, right. God, that man's office is amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So it's it's a it's a museum. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Without further ado, I'm gonna start playing episode one of the sh this show, not of any other, you know, like Star Wars or anything. Because who would want to watch that again? <laughs> I suffered through episode one as part of my project. Oof. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to critique it basically as we go. So, uh, Jason, I, I hope you you enjoy listening to episode one of the show for the first time ever, even, except for when we recorded it. I haven't listened to it to it, to it since it's aired. I don't know how many people listening that are in the chat right now uh, have you actually listened to episode one. Uh, the, the first thing I usually tell people when they contact me, when they say, oh, I just found your show, is I say, don't go back and listen to the old shows. It's not worth it. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> it's horrible. Can we stop it? We haven't even started it yet. Oh, uh, all right. I'll, I'll wait a second. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. Deja vu. I know. It's like we just did this. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast, your source for real-world sysadmin news and a healthy dose of paranoia. Healthy so, dose of paranoia. We still have that. Right, but you totally modified All that. Right, like, the intro the is not like that anymore. of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and uh, joining me is... I'm Jason. All right, cool. So since this is our first episode, I figured we'd start out with some introductions so people could figure out uh, who we are and why they might actually want to listen to us drone on about... I think I hear like a fan in the background. I, I like still an air conditioner or something? He means... Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm Nate. I'm a sysadmin. I've been a sysadmin for, heck, 10 years or so. Um, and I've been in IT for uh, 15 or whatever 
Jason and I have shared sort of an intermingled career over the past uh, 15 or maybe even 20 years at this point. So uh, that's that's how we know each other and how we deci- how we decided to start doing this podcast. So, uh, Jason, you want to fill us in on your background? Me? I've been a system in for about a uh, year and a half, uh, officially, although I've been doing system in for probably 20 years. Um, before this, I technically was a network engineer so um but i'm one of those weird guys that does uh uh pretty much everything so while while i i'm i'm was still primarily a network engineer um system is definitely something that i did a lot of so you could say and that the, my... the 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 two of us have a, have a similar skill set but strengths on opposite side of the house right Exactly. Because I'm um, I'm a sysadmin with some network uh, chops, and you're a network guy with some sysadmin chops. Yep, and I've recently jumped over to the other side, and now I'm a sysadmin. Um, so I'm looking to hire you on as my new network admin. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect, right? A good a good. St- I just want to say I haven't touched a piece of network gear in about five years. <laughs> I I want to know when the singing starts. I I was told there would be singing on the show. I don't. I don't think there's any singing. I don't think either Jason or I ever no, sang on the that's show. That's not a thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I also have not touched a piece of network gear in I don't know how long. It's yeah. been a while. Hey, and we still to can play the radio at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, from from the the previous careers, right? Right. Exactly. So, why are we doing this thing? Why are we doing this thing? Why are we well, doing so, this thing? Well, so there's a ton of podcasts that. out there that are. I think now it's why are we still doing this thing? There's a ton of other podcasts that are software focused, and I, I've I've never really run across a podcast that is a real world sysadmin, you know, in the trenches sort of podcast. So By the I way, admin admin podcast way. was out at the time. Just for some reason, I didn't know. Why not? Indeed. Why not? Indeed. They're, so if anyone's curious the pond, about they the title, count. Iron yeah, right. Sysadmin. Um, it's kind of like uh, 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 Iron Python and Iron Ruby, right? Uh, oh, I was geez. I was thinking more like Iron <laughs> Chef. <laughs> okay, so build so, this box, and here's a weird service to install. Yeah. So imagine that. So yeah, it was, it was funny back then too. And you've got eight hours to you know complete this list of ridiculous tasks. And now it's a reality TV show, Iron Sysadmin. Okay, so build me a Kubernetes cluster with all the bells and whistles running on Active Directory. Wow. That sounds tricky. You're just cooking up the weird crap, aren't you? In fact, it almost sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the real answer there is I, I need a new job. But Yeah, okay. right, right. Or new leadership. <laughs> pumpkin yeah, you know Secret we just move it to the you cloud know, we don't have to worry about anything <clears throat> yeah let's just put it all in the cloud that makes it easy right then you don't have to worry about anything and we're still saying that four years later isn't it so, funny from here uh <laughs> what's the general format that we're looking at uh i don't think we're gonna do intros every week um nope plan is that to, would get boring uh, quick that would get very boring quick uh the plan is to go over some news um that I have uh, uh, stolen or borrowed from other podcasts that have talked about these things because <laughs> they're different podcasts and they did news. Um, plus a couple things maybe we found ourselves. 
Uh, and then we'll have a, uh, a main topic um, chosen by uh, whoever gets into the notes first. Um, and Absolutely. Uh, we'll chat about that. And uh, our target here is, what are we looking at, about 30 minutes? Yeah, I guess we'll see how long, uh, how long, how long. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tell me you hit pause. Tell me you hit pause. I did. 30, 30 minutes iron sissipping time. 30. It takes 30 minutes for any shit to actually happen. Now, now, now bear in mind that even that episode that we're going to work through tonight is an hour. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> 30 minutes. That's Wee. hilarious. Uh, so, um, little known fact, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show. Um, I based Iron Sysadmin on two other shows. Um, I've mentioned Paul Security Weekly a number of times uh, because I thought they had a fun format that just felt more like a, you know, a bunch of friends getting together, talking about IT, talking about news, talking about just, you know, like hackery things. And the Defensive Security Podcast. In fact, Jerry Bell host of the Defensive Security Podcast, uh, helped me get things started. He's the one that told me, basically gave me some tips on how to get us both recorded and get it stitched back together and all that stuff. Um, being that I'm not listening to as many podcasts as I used to without my commute, are is Defensive Security still around? Are they still making shows? Uh, I am about in feel bad about that. April... <laughs> Uh, for my my podcast, my audio oh. podcast, so, so you're I'm way a behind. little bit behind. They, I know that they have made several this year. Uh, I just don't know how Good. current they are. I'm glad to hear that. I know, I know, Andy was sick for a while. Lurg uh, was sick, and then I s suppose he recovered because I think I've I've seen him and and maybe even yeah, talked they, to him since dead. then. They have rebuilt him better, faster, stronger. Awesome. I'm not dead. He is. That's good. He, he he's he not dead. Used to be Malicious Link's uh, uh, AI sidekick. Right. Right. Okay, back to the fun. We get 30 minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to run out of disk space. I hope you cleared up enough disk space for this podcast recording. I've only got like 200 gig available. I don't know if that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, How well, you said until compression. we run out of steam. <laughs> compression. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out what a good time is at some point. <laughs> Yeah, we'll right. Where it goes. <laughs> right. And we never really did. <laughs> I'm I'm much funnier. All right, so I guess we can move on to the uh, small set of news articles we've come up with, huh? Yep. Yep. This yep. is the part I'm kind of looking forward so to. How has IT is news changed across, in four years? Uh, a couple days ago, uh, directly from Red Hat, uh, they're they're touting their uh, common criteria certification for Red Hat Enterprise Linux 7.1, and uh, more of a the first piece of news we ever covered was about red hat now that that's was surprising a little, that's a little prophetic i think <laughs> press release than a uh, an article that yeah and jason I being pedantic <laughs> so what what is the common criteria nate you know that's it's a good question we were just chatting about that i wasn't good at news <laughs> then either so according to wikipedia <laughs> Uh, common criteria is basically a, a third-party verification that you're totally secure or that you meet a certain set of common security criteria. Absolutely. Um, secure. Problem solved. Right. So if you install Red Hat Linux 7.1 out of the box, you're completely secure. You can go home. All you have to do is not plug it into anything, right? 
Uh, yep. Yeah, that sounds about and right. And secure. Right, because, um, I don't know, first thing I'm going to do with a brand new box is check for updates. Yeah, it, it does seem odd. So the the press release is dated October 26th, and at the time, Red Hat 7.2 was the, the latest release of, of Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and yet 7.1 is what's mentioned specifically in the, the release. And somewhere right around that same time was a kernel vulnerability that had been that had come out. Uh, it doesn't matter. Though, good does old it? dirty copy on right. Yep, there it is. The dirty cow. Oh, dirty cow! Dirty cow! <laughs> so careful when you say that. Okay. Uh, so you've got. Seven. You haven't heard the the stir. So, no. What? Uh, apparently, some people who who may be a little more easy to offend than others. Uh, don't like the name. Uh huh. Sure. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, you've got Red Hat 7.1, which is Common Criteria certified. That's been announced while 7.2 is out, and around the same time that um, a dirty bovine was released into the wild. So right. I don't. I, what I don't understand here is how you can call it. I mean, you have to update. You have to, there has to be uh, a set of updates at some point. Okay, Mark Mark has some. <laughs> so so this is where there's some danger when you're not when you don't necessarily understand what you're criticizing, and I do this all the friggin' time. And we did it plenty. What 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 <laughs> what the? Do you know what I'm gonna say, Nate? Now that you're Maybe. a Red Hat technical account manager, you go ahead and say it, and then I'll so, uh, what, agree or disagree. You know what was special about RHEL 7.1? I'll give you a hint. It's the same thing that's special about RHEL 7.7. Okay. So so Red Hat being targeted at enterprises has what they call extended upgrade update support releases. Okay. The or LTS we call release. that EUS. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ubuntu does LTS, for instance. So RHEL 7.1 was an EUS release. So whenever there's a vulnerability, and so what we tell our customers is you can stay on the EUS for two, for basically two release cycles. So you get to skip 7.2 and then you would, you would then go to 7.3 to stay current. Yeah. I don't so, think Jason and I knew anything about EUS at the time. And it's, and it's fine because it's great questions. How is it possibly secure? Because what happens is Red Hat will, they'll backport. They don't use the mainline production kernel, the current kernel. They would take the the fixes, backport them to the to the current rel kernel first, which would be seven point two. Jason was right. Younger younger Jason was right. <laughs> and then uh, those Thanks. fixes would then be backported to seven point one, which was EUS. So that's why it. I can assure you, rel seven point one was indeed secure. And the thing about this common criteria and other certifications like that is they can take a while. Yes, and, and so when I'm a federal when I'm a federal customer or something, I don't want to be updating all the time, but I want it to be secure. That that's kind of why Red Hat does that. And as as a Red Hatter, this whole push and pull between is it new versus is it old, blah 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 blah. It 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 actually is one of the more challenging things to try and educate people about. Yes. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be it'd be interesting if they uh, or, or or easier to understand sometimes if they would instead of just saying seven point one is the the you know 
LTE release or whatever term it is. EUS. Um, if know, just, actually, if they... let, why, why not create a 7.1 LTE release or, or like notate it somehow so that, you know, common person sure. who doesn't have necessarily yeah. that background knows. I mean, it's, I think... it's, just, it's just the way the releases work, right? Yeah, so I... if, I mean, admittedly, you're still switching repos. Yeah to use EUS anyway. So yes, it could have been named 7.1 dot something, but it's really just called 7.1 EUS. Yeah, the, yeah, well, I think, is it Ubuntu? It might be Ubuntu that does it, where they, they actually name their release LTE release. And then yeah. you know, like somebody like me yeah. can look at that and go, oh, it's an LTE release. So they're back stuff. You know what? I think we might be doing that with OpenStack. I could be wrong, but I think we're actually putting... NLTS or the equivalent in the open stack release names. Right. I think I, I, I don't, I'm not a stack person, but I just seem to remember seeing that. But anyway, Good. all right, let those keep, let's turn, turn the whippersnappers back on. <laughs> man. And I do say, I sound like I'm about 90 Holy tonight. Good Lord. An old, old like man. My aunt, my aunt Ag, who smoked three packs a day. Lots of stuff in. <laughs> Linux that is updated pretty regularly for a variety of different security concerns. So I think we've covered Again, this. Let me. A Red Hat Enterprise Linux 7 and leave that open. They had to present a certain version of Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Yeah, it's not clear in the release. Um, BM, um, specific right. architectures and. and this um, was all back in the day when. And Nate was allowed to make fun of Red Hat and comment negatively. <laughs> Nowadays, he has to be a yes man and say, yes, Red Hat has done the correct like thing. Dell no Red Hat. Power Edge stuff. HP yeah, has he doesn't have to. Series. Um, Does if he wants IBM to keep his job. <laughs> some System Z stuff based on specific processors. So it's sort of a little over the board. That's me screaming at the cloud for Trooper. Yes, right. I'm just trying to have Nate yells at cloud. It clarifies... Uh, what exactly this means? I love uh, our listeners. Just means yeah. apparently that now that they have the certification, you can totally use it. We're still talking about this. I've I've literally skipped ahead yep. two minutes, and then we're uh, still. And on your Dell Power Edge R five thirty. We wax poetic on the thirty seven thirty. Yeah. So. Um, I think they were talking about platforms. I think the article talked Dell, about platforms it was certified on, and we're. Anymore. Bantering about that. <laughs> gotcha. By the way, yeah, the so model for the show tonight was Mr. So Science I. Theater. Well, you know. What a coincidence. With the robots <laughs> yelling at yep. the movie. Yep. I, I totally should have come up with some kind of a theme for the live stream where the three of us were like in the... All right, so have we beaten the, the, the dirty cow to death? We have. Uh, Let's yeah. move on. Um, <laughs> move on. The only thing left was beef jerky. Sure. The next one's about jerky. Facebook, so tune That's in. Jerky Looks like, on the shelf uh, Facebook then. is uh, stirring <laughs> the pot a little bit here. A little bit. Um, so Facebook getting into more things that you wouldn't expect Facebook to get into. Of course. Um, so what we're talking about you here. Mean, like balloons that provide internet access? <clears throat> yes, balloons. Um, no. Did they ever actually this do that? This particular uh, story is about Facebook getting into the switching hardware game, um, taking on the likes of Cisco. So I know, I know yeah, this, I think, is a pretty cool project. Google's is Loon is, is, about this for is running, but I don't know if Facebook um, ever did that. From Facebook yeah, they never got off the ground. Um, so <laughs> there's this notion of uh, har, har, har. switches. Um, and the general idea here is that 
you separate the software and the hardware apart. So you come up with a common set of hardware for uh, switches, routers, etc. Don't they call um, this software-defined networking? Sell now? just the hardware, um, and then you allow. Yeah, yep. it's, the it's, end I mean, it's still white box, uh, uh, whichever hardware, um, but it's it's pretty common um, now. So, now, yeah, we're talking about some fairly specific hardware here. So there's only a smattering of OSs available. Um, but basically, you are allowing the end user to choose which switch operating system you're going to use versus um, being locked into buying a, you know, a $30,000 switch from Cisco and only being able to use right. Cisco iOS. Has it put Cisco out of business yet? So what are the operating No, they just keep buying things, things to destroy. Yeah, right. Uh, it's not really <laughs> clear here. Um, Oh, and I can't remember the name of any of the couple that I've encountered. I've never actually used any of them um, at this point. I've never been in a position to. to I play see. The we're, we were just switch. as thorough about covering the news back then as we it's are an now. Interesting mm. uh, <laughs> opportunity. Um, but when you're dealing in most companies, they don't want to spend the money on something like that. Um, Trooper, so this, you're not uh, wrong. This switch they've come up yeah, with. Yeah, right. They're calling the Voyager. Um, yeah, it has the Voyager. Didn't it? Uh, didn't that get lost in the Alpha ports, Quadrant? Uh, or twelve the Delta ports, Quadrant. To Delta be Quadrant. Be We're in the Alpha Quadrant. We're in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. And came back in the Delta. They said those in the article that said those four ports were like two hundred gigabit ports. Right. That they so were using has, over fiber. Yes, this is twelve QSFP ports, um, and four two hundred gig DWDM line ports. Now, I wonder if I missed something. Uh, so What's Josh it, talking it, about it, with PSL in hand in the chat? Um, <laughs> and uh, Equinix used, uh, did some testing. So Equinix is a data center provider, um, most notably for uh, big areas like um, they're in uh, New York, uh, in downtown Manhattan, as well as uh, in New Jersey. Uh, they're also in Chicago. They have data centers in Tokyo, London, um, I think they have them in Hong Kong. They're all over the place. Anyway, these these guys do uh, – these are the big data centers. So when you're talking Tier 1 providers, you're talking big financial companies. Um, they're usually in there with Equinix. Um, Jason, so were, you at, were you at that New York and, startup uh, when did we did this show? Where they put, uh, I guess, two of these end-to-end -end over uh, – Or were you still yeah, in between? Kilometers no, I, I would have been. Fiber, yeah. um, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, and it had zero packet loss, which is – what a switch is supposed to do. So I'm not entirely. <laughs> um, I mean, zero packet loss could be a ping across the. We sent one ping and right? it made it to the yeah. other end. Zero percent right. so, loss. Right. So, so I mean, the, the question here is: Are we talking about zero percent packet loss for an end-to-end -end ping, or are we talking zero percent packet loss over a 200 gig uh, load on those DWDM ports? It, yeah, it right. doesn't really say, um, conveniently. And uh, so interesting tech. Um, we'll see where it goes. I'm sure Facebook will start using it. Um, my understanding is that Facebook does a bunch of crazy data center stuff uh, on the scale of Google. Um, it's funny. I'm listening, and I'm actually interested in what we had to say in this uh, one because I'm curious uh, if it if it if Facebook started doing that or not. I never heard another thing about this um, that I remember. This is literally the first and the last time I'm hearing about this. Project. You're right. Maybe um, it never went anywhere. <clears throat> I'd love to get one to play with, but I, I mean, I don't really need 12 
QSFP ports with 200 gig DWDM line ports at the moment. Why not? That'd be awesome. But it would be you could neat. totally use that. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking like this would make a great Quake server. Quake server. Oh right. <laughs> I don't know if you need 200 gig to play Quake. Man, my my ping times would be yeah, awesome. It couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Uh, L LPB, as it were. So, it seems like to me anyway. There's a trend of the big boys like Google and Facebook and whatnot doing exactly this, B building their own hardware, building their own software on top of it, and not just buying off-the-shelf products. That Nate guy, he saw the well, future. Would you agree? Turn, turns out off-the-shelf products, <laughs> really expensive. Absolutely. Um, mostly because you're, in, in a lot of cases, you're paying for the name. You're not even paying for the software or the hardware. Um, when it comes right down to it, and you actually look at the hardware costs of, of a Cisco or a Juniper, it's a, it's a lot less than uh, what you pay, for, what you're actually paying out of your pocket. That's what he meant by PSL? So if, if a company like Facebook or Google who needs <laughs> arguably hundreds or thousands, you know, well, let's say thousands, thousands, ten thousands of these, um, if they can come up with a common set of right. hardware. Have we heard enough about the Facebook out, switches? Should I try to find the next article? Maybe. The next one is, is apparently and from Hacker News, and it's about a MySQL exploit, so this should be another entertaining it, one. And they can iterate right. on it a much, much better product, because just what they need. And I get new craziness over at 200 gig line speed. Um, and plus, on top of it, You can tell he's a network engineer. Craziness. It's not just cheaper. <laughs> it's not just uh, more available. It's uh, cust access. Two. Two of them. Two of them. This two exactly of them two. on top of the what was it two that were that were released? No matter what you're talking about, should be hidden behind many many layers of security. Yep, that's Second definitely sequel. <laughs> kind of need local the day two of them. This two of them this on we top were... of the what was it two that right, were let's... that were released what a month ago? Oh uh, yes, okay. We have to go back just a little more. I see. It's uh, we'll custom built. Based trying to remember what the right. which, which uh, exploit this was. Yeah, that's why I want to hear the article. All right, so uh, the Hacker go. News tells us there's yet another flaw in MySQL that gives attackers root access. Two. Two of them. Two. two of them. There, see, that's this, what the two was about. Two of about. them on top of the, what was it, two that were that were released, what, a month ago? That's right, there was a string um, of MySQL exploits. That sounds about right. Wasn't there? Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, MySQL should be, or any SQL, any database, even no your what SQL, you're about, should be hidden behind many, many layers of security. Yes. Yeah. Me meanwhile, you at the same time, I was dealing with somebody who was trying to set up a uh, uh, a connection to Firebase over yes, the open internet so they could do their thing. But and I, I just wanted to. Oh like, my! Day, some of these exploits are. Sounds awesome. What's wrong with that? Local access to them. Um, and you know, if I understood these. You for both of them. You need Jason. We we knew a DBA that would have been happy uh, for that. No more firewalls. Yeah. Well, so I mean, things have changed uh, a little bit, and, the and there's a lot more of the uh, database they, over the internet specifically type stuff. But I, I still like I'm still not of the opinion that that's a thing that you should be doing. You know, where where users are granted uh, access to. Well, I think those are so different in that. They're not just a MySQL right. server connected a, directly to the internet. They're like software as a service style stuff. Yeah, but you're right. And 
visual it does change it slightly because there's there's more protections in place. Like MySQL is never intended away. to be open to the internet. Yeah, I can tell you that it is. Um, right. You know, and then you get the stuff like uh, Mongo, really, really which uh, only um, has and, and authentication sure. because yeah, people I mean, were complaining you know, that there was no authentication. VMs and, and no mind. Yeah. Um, on shared hardware, but you, you're no longer using a shared well, Authentication device. makes it slow, man. Those days are long exactly. gone. It does. Is Mongo even around anymore? I haven't heard a oh, thing yeah. about Mongo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mongo's... Okay. It's, it's, it's no, no SQL is a thing. So what about cases like uh, SQL injection through a web application? That appears to them? be part of what um, part of what this is hinting at, um, but it's, it's I'm not really... Sure, uh, you, you, I think you'd need a pretty specific SQL injection to be able to to take advantage of this. Um, so, select remote export uh, exploit from database. There's proof of concept yeah. for both of them. Um, one is a privilege escalation <coughs> vulnerability, and the other one is a mm -hmm. root privilege escalation. Um, so these were CVE twenty sixteen six 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 two and six 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 three that we're talking awesome. about. Yep. Because yep. I'm really curious well, now what the hell we were kids hide your databases. on about. Um, let's see. Low privileged account with create, insert, select grants and access to the affected database to escalate your privileges and execute arbitrary code. There's even a video in here of someone doing it. Uh, I'm looking at the Hacker News article. It still exists, by the way. Access to oh, my. It wasn't like, like removed or cleaned uh, up or something. The next one allows you to... Use a MySQL system user to become root on the box, which will then further compromise the system. Um, right. I and this is to swipe a SQL in a container. SQL. Right. Then when they get root on the box, eh, whatever. This. Right. Um, well, containers were a thing in 2016, but they weren't nearly as widespread as they are now. Well, so what's uh, fun is is I, means you have to have I haven't looked at MySQL in a while, but it runs as a user, um, so a root RCE shouldn't be again. Anymore, most of these flaws you exploit out of it. At best, you can become the MySQL user. In, in so it, code. I'd have to look at the so exploit again and see how you became root in that. Has been yeah, but it gives you then a foothold. In years, right? Yeah, but you know, you, have to do you know, basics. you're talking. You it's the difference between a script kitty and a and somebody who knows what they're doing and they're able to throw string attacks together. Worry about taking care of the SQL injection attacks that are in your everyday code. It's not hard to prevent it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Hey, guess guess what's still on the OWASP top ten? Yeah, what? SQL injections. So, what? Why? That's next. that's from like ten years ago. Um, another <laughs> ten. fifteen years ago. <laughs> still works. Of code still works. And upsetting people everywhere because it's another system D issue. Um, yeah. Because input validation is hard. I have yet to have a problem with, but. Maybe I'm just that good. Listen, um, it's different, and we can't have different inside of our init system. You know, we're talking about system D. Some <laughs> of the complaints about it, I really yeah, but it's just a fad. It'll never, it'll never catch on. So, I think we moved into the next article, though I didn't hear it because we were talking. It's it's from ThreatPost, and it says hack crashes Linux distros in 48 characters of code. Who who remembers this? I vaguely remember it. Which which one? Yeah, right. Which one? Is, uh, basically individual scripts and any individual script could could screw up and break just that system that it was tied to. System D is this big arguably monolithic system. Listen, you system D hater. Single 
breakage in System D can take down the entire thing. For instance, if you were to run System D by setting the notify socket, I don't know that I never hated it. Uh, news article, I, I just I understand where the hatred comes from. Um, yeah, no, I get it. And because you know, I, I also understand to, uh, why why people like or would prefer system D, right? Like it's one of those. It's it's that it's that crazy balancing um, act, right? Like now, init five was wonderful. If um, uh, you have system if D you could Twitter, write bash scripts, an idiot, but system D, system D can do a lot more. But there's a lot more to break. To I, I'm sorry if, twi if 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 Twitter can control your box through system D because of a tweet, you've got bigger issues. Uh, at any rate, um, what that guy said. Right. The article said something stuff. about you could fit um, this in a tweet. And found it, yeah. Found it, it's it, like, well, why? Why does that matter? You just have, there's there's a, a certain crowd that does not like System D for one reason or another. Were, were tweets still 140 characters back then? Valid reasons to not like Four it. years I ago, I think. Yeah. I don't remember when it switched, but it could have been. Their usual answer to it is. Let's go back to system V. Right. And so that, I mean, this is the same the same deal with any polarized argument, right? Yes, I don't like your you thing. Know, okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't like so, what you're saying, so, so I'm gonna find any little nitpicky thing that's wrong with it, and one. I'm gonna just so, yeah. exploit it. Until so this was still 140. Okay. You look bad. Yep. Right. And, and again. So we were in the dark ages, folks. Twitter was still 148, 140 characters. One of the one of the um, one of the complaints that he made, I believe, it was in that blog post. No, wait, um, it says it was end was of 2017. The, but I, I still think we're we're 140 characters. DNS service, uh, resolve, uh, system D resolver, uh, resolved something like that. I forget what it's called. Um, yeah. Which I looked at briefly. Uh, I thought it was a kind of an interesting idea that the whole thing is all tied together. Um, but the whole thing is all tied together, which may not be a great idea. So. Um, you know, he's right. It's a, it's a new resolver. Um, new resolvers always have problems. Uh, resolvers are kind of a really important part of most systems. So tying it all together in here, especially when there's really not much of a reason to do so, is, is you know, it sounds like they're trying to tie everything into system D just because they can. More of a, like a, just because hey, they we can. can. Everything in here. Watch. Listen, Jason. You're sure you can. Jason of four years ago. Do it. Young Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so. System D does have some interesting features, though. See, um, look at me defending System D. Talk, I believe it was in. Yeah, it was like you're. I'm going to work with Red Hat. I must. I must drink. <laughs> and they they were talking about some. Uh, trying to remember the exact context here. It, it it had something to do with when you'd started up a service. It I remember actually, this talk too. Uh, it was at you know, summit. Things like open up the ports required for that service, and you know do things on demand like that, which sounded pretty convenient, and pretty nice. Leonard uh, probably better gave parent it. Child, wasn't on uh, so bad uh, anyway. Could, like could a dependency situation. Why do I need to have system D? And here's where I just concede yeah, okay. to Jason. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, the counter-argument that I would have is that System D does it in a config file, and it's right. all standardized as opposed to a right. script that you have to write each time. But, I mean, you know, there's always pros and cons to every system, um, so it's it's worth looking into. A uh, lot of OSs or a lot of... I concede your defeat, have, and uh, I feed you back a way of, of saving face. Red Hat has moved to System D. Too bad. Yeah, uh, sorry. I think Ubuntu uses System D as well. 
Um, maybe Debian. I believe Ubuntu does. Debian does. In fact, that was where uh, the big stir up was. Yeah, they uh, split Debian, Debian because of that, didn't they? Switched to Somebody system forked B Debian so that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. JSCAR just threw that in chat, actually. The uh, supporters actually just won. That's Debian right. And, you know, started their own distro. And this, yeah, is, this well, is how we split distros, and we have even distros. more Linux distros yeah, exactly. to choose from. Um, oh, yeah, so many. Yeah, because now we have a distro that's just like the other distro, except it's not using System D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got all the modern stuff. Well, what'll happen is DevOps will eventually like, collapse under its own weight because they're going to have to undo all the stuff that all the, all of the uh, Packages are doing right, these days. It is so weird listening to you talk at system the same one. time. I know, right? <laughs> four years ago. When System D is on your Raspberry Pi, then that's the end, right? Right. Now, when System D starts using XML config files, I will be more than happy to stand on that picket line. <laughs> what if we want to write it in JSON? Uh, what if we want to write it in YAML? I'm good I with mean, YAML. You can actually read it. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you're off by a couple spaces, it totally screws the whole thing up. Yeah, or if it's tabs <laughs> and not spaces and you don't realize it. Yeah, right, right. So. Fucking YAML. Okay. <laughs> Someone doesn't like YAML. Uh, so <laughs> let's move all the stuff to I'm Amazon, a, I'm right? a tab. I'm a tab oh, guy. Hey, turns out you're a tab guy. way to do it. How's that That's for a awesome. Uh, so heard about this one today actually some kind of a cloud migration tool if i remember um so amazon has this new thing called the server migration service so for uh all of you people that still run servers in a data center um get with the times right right exactly (laughs) let's see let's see how four year ago me Hated the cloud. Right from the article, four <laughs> companies that rely on Windows or Linux computer servers running in their own data centers. The server migration server will theoretically, theoretically, it's a good keyword there, make it easier to move them to AWS servers. And uh, they've done this just after, I guess, AWS and VMware just did a thing where they can run VMware's data center software on AWS. Yeah, I heard about this a week or two ago. Uh, basically, you can now run your vCenter on top of AWS, which seems like a very odd uh, but combination. You, vCenter, I mean, I'm not a VMware guy. I use VMware because I have to. It's unfortunate. Um, vCenter controls a bunch of VMware ESX servers. If I vSphere, is that the word I'm looking for? vSphere? Yeah. Still not a VMware guy. Controls everything. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, I think vSphere is what they were like saying. You can run it in Amazon. To run things that are outside of Amazon is goofy. Or are we running the VMware servers in Amazon now too? I'm confused. No, the 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 VM the VMware center the VMware servers the hypervisors themselves are somehow running within AWS. Oh, this. I remember I this now. Virtual hypervisors? That doesn't make any sense. So this was this was Amazon's initiative to bring all your VMware into their cloud. I remember I mean, it now. I guess you could. So what I pictured one of those when I heard happen? this I don't was remember. actually that there is some It was a product for quite a while. It may Amazon still be. Data centers that are actually running VMware's ESX servers. <clears throat> a certain a certain director that you and I both remember 
um, okay. brought it up hey, a couple you know, years before I left um, for college. May he die in a fire. More power to so him. So really what it comes down to is a cola. <laughs> right. So hypervisors all the way down. Damn! <laughs> okay. You know what? If that's what they want what? to do, that's great. Why was a weird uh, recording? Uh, stuff works great. All, do you need some more scotch? Uh, Red Hat Linux underneath. Uh, Actually. Running. I am kind of uh, empty. KVM, you I do think. need. And it's brilliant and it works great and it's wonderful and, uh, it's still the cloud, but you know it works. <laughs> Trooper is says, so "Wowzer, is that dude also a space user?" That, hey, we have this awesome migration tool now. Um, yes, yes, really that's why we don't like to Amazon AWS. <laughs> but the article does make it a point to say that it may not be so easy to get back. Well, no, I mean it's like moving all your email to Gmail. Yeah, right. You, you can totally your, get your well, email back out of Gmail. I've been there. Google. With I'm no, I've, I've been there. I've, I've done it as well. <laughs> no, my my, my current possible, is uh, Gmail is moving all of my mail to anything I send to my mail server ends up in spam everything. in the Gmail. Right. Doesn't well, that's because you're a spammer. You're not a Gmail user. Mm -hmm. You must be a spammer. Anyone who runs their not, own not mail server is I'm obviously I'm sending I'm spam. I, I completely well, agree. So I deserve to be there. You deserve to be spammed. I am sorry. I paused it because we were getting a little too confusing with you and I talking four yeah. years ago and you and I talking now. <laughs> right. Time travel's rough. Mark's, Mark's tuned out over there. I can tell it. <laughs> He's like, I, I lost it. At, I lost it at the die in a fire comment. <laughs> no, well, I'm good. Know everybody's, uh, email yes, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only like a handful of accounts on my own domain. The problem is I think Mark you're knows right. who if we're you're talking, talking about. about multi, you know, multi-thousands of accounts, that'd be a problem. Right. So if perhaps you were, I don't know, um, some large corporation or a college and you had thousands of people and you put them on Gmail and then found out that Gmail sucks because of the variety of reasons and you wanted to get <laughs> off of it, uh, life becomes difficult. Um, you know what? Even for uh, like a dozen, dozen and a half users, um, when you don't know the passwords and you can't know the passwords, it's still difficult to move things. Then it becomes a wonderful help desk nightmare. But it, it, it's possible, but it's just, just not fun. So anyway, um, so that, that pretty much covers all the news stories that we had for this uh, particular podcast. And, uh, yeah, so we're we're coming up on thirty minutes already. So do we want to call it a call it quits or? Oh, you had a pressing question though, so we can we can cover that before we split. Yeah, oh, that should take crap. It's my fault. Minutes, it's your fault. <laughs> What's your question, Nate? I know it's an important one. So I wouldn't one. I wouldn't call it a question. And to be honest, I think I already know your answer to uh, to this anyway. If it were posed as a question, but. But then again, you you are a tenant of the cloud in your new position, aren't you? Uh, I'm hybrid. <laughs> so you were at the startup then. Hybrid. Oh, and I was hybrid. hybrid. Uh, I was hybrid. Yes, I mean relatively early. Depends on what. Yes, uh, we use a variety of services that are considered cloud services, and then we also have data centers. So, um, it, it's kind of a a little bit of both. It was Jason um, all along. <laughs> it's like at the end of the movie when there's that so plot twist. Question is so, moving so, to the cloud so, so that the, the so, so the listeners aren't lost. The whole time they were dead. I'm talking about the cloud and asking you if you're using the cloud or not. <laughs> I see so the, zombie the, processes. The, the, the is, They're everywhere. Is, is it okay 
to simply outsource all of your your data that you may or may not already have in-house to a cloud provider. And the simple I'm talking answer email, is, I'm talking about file shares, you know, the, all of that. It, the simple answer is yes. Of course it is. Google already knows everything, and they already have all of your data. So as a matter of fact, you can just turn your stuff off. Google already has it. You don't have to migrate anything. Oh, we picked awesome. a nice, easy topic for the first show, didn't we? <laughs> that makes it so easy. <laughs> so moving to the cloud. Um, what are the pros? What are the cons? What are the risks? Uh, there's a lot of calculations. So I am, and I think you are as well, um, fairly old school. Um, I like data centers. I Absolutely. like the challenge of running data centers. I enjoy the hardware. I, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about having a big chunk of metal sitting there that you control from top to bottom. There's also a lot of headaches associated with controlling that hardware from top to bottom. Uh, everything from, gee, why did the power go out? To, wow. I remember really the first hypervisor that I got to I put together running, that had 128 that? gig of memory. Um, click. I remember yeah. looking at all the sticks of memory, like, why is there look at all of that memory. Of that. Um, now you can get, like, a laptop so with that much in it. When you move to a cloud service, some of that disappears. Turns out, even if you wanted to, you can't control the hardware. Absolutely. It's not yours. You don't have to worry about it. Disk goes bad, that's their problem. Server catches on fire, their problem. Except that it's not always their problem. Hey, when servers um, catch on fire. Yeah, to the cloud, right? Why is that always the go-to example? It's on fire! Ah. Some of the headaches of dealing with hardware um, and some of the headaches of dealing with uh, other administrative tasks, there's other challenges you have to take on. For instance, uh, high availability. Does your particular cloud provider, and, and I'm using cloud in a very um, broad sense here, so we could be talking everything from I've outsourced my to-do list to a cloud provider, like uh, Google or Asana or any of the billions of people that do to-do lists. Oh, wow. Asana. Uh, to Forgot we used that back on in the day. Something scale of um, an entire data center moving to AWS or Azure or um, whatever that new one Oracle has that's totally going to destroy Amazon. I think Oracle still has a cloud. Um, what I was referring to was specifically anyone that uses software it though. as a service. So, <laughs> right. you know, Google Docs, Office 365, you know, uh, Google Notes is, is what, or Google Keep is what you were sort of referring to there with your task lists. Right. So I still use that. That's, that's, that's a service Google hasn't killed yet. Well, data you, that you, you screwed yourself there. It's yeah, there's there's still time. 2020 is not over yet. <laughs> hey, but you're going to pay for photos soon. Yes, I saw that. That's kind of aggravating. Moving to a cloud provider, eh, not really a big deal. The usual Google bait and switch. Business, if it gets out, not a big problem. When you start dealing with more sensitive information, you have to start looking very, very closely at the cloud provider. Some cloud providers have no real security policies with respect to your data. Um, Google, for instance, um, doesn't care at all. Uh, it's if you funny, drive, right? There's really no... And they still don't. Uh, ...coverage hmm. at all for anything <laughs> sensitive. Yeah, they make all these claims, but I can tell you from experience that 
there was a lot of stuff that was showing up in our Google Drive that was supposedly shared outside that doesn't show up properly, and you have to do all sorts of crazy things to figure it That's out. That's um, still Then you can move to the other side to <laughs> something like Box or Dropbox um, to some degree. I got to say, uh, this is one of the things that, actually have that I both miss and love not having to deal with now that I am data. not the administrator. Um, of so, all of the data right. and all of the services, right? It's just like, whatever, Red Hat's got my back, I think. We actually have a computer for <laughs> enterprise stuff. We're doing encryption the and tr other trust fall without ever looking to see if there's anybody to trust. Yeah, well, I mean... And then you can go completely crazy and... We've go got that culture where I could probably do Spider something Oak. about it, but I honestly um, just... I'm really too tired to care. They're a, uh, a zero-knowledge provider. Um... So basically, everything is encrypted, including the directory listings. So, Spider what servers are you talking about? Spider Oak. Spider I ended Oak, up yeah. on Spider Oak. That's yeah. what I use for my backups now. Directory structure is yep. for the data that they have. You have all the keys. Of course, if you lose those keys, you lose all your data. So yeah, all your data is you know, gone. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, it's like CryptoLocker without the malware. Right. So that's, I mean, that's, you know, generally... <laughs> locker without the malware. If you lose the key, you lose the data. So there's, again, pros and cons. Um, we Crypto malware to, without the, the guy to, to pay the Bitcoin to get your key back. To, especially storing files, um, you really can't beat the price per gigabyte for a cloud provider. A lot yeah. of them are basically unlimited storage. And you get charged a flat fee per user. So for, you know, a hundred or two hundred dollars a month for, you know, a couple dozen users, you've got unlimited storage. And all the bells and whistles of a you know, with sync clients and everything else. Um, and it works out pretty well. And you don't have to worry about drives going bad and everything else. The flip side of that is you have to look really close at what their backup strategy is whether or not they're responsible for lost data due to um, hardware failures on their end. Um, trying to determine what their security is is really, really tough. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've actually been looking down this road myself, and it's, it's, been, it's been sort of like staring into a murky pit. <laughs> this was right. the beginning so, of the end, by the, the way. For the most part, you can go to them and say, yeah. are you secure? Yeah, for... Um... And... Well, for my previous role, I'll say that. <laughs> this is when we started looking at cloud providers. It's when I started nope, to get discontent with how the, <laughs> we, the we direction of where either. things were going. Yeah, we're, of course we're secure. We're cloud all secure. the things. Now, cloud all the things. They may think so. Even um, if you have a perfectly valid data. local setup. But the only way to really know is to test. And even then, testing is difficult. Because even if you point all the testing tools in the world at them, there's no, I mean, it's a black box environment. Um, you can't really do the in-depth testing that you can do with something that you've built yourself. Right. Of course, the attackers can't do that either. So, um, but they have all the time in the world to attack, and you only have a limited time to check things out. Freaking attackers! They get so all the glory. Your current role, you you've been sort of in the cloud since day one, correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. So there wasn't um, really any point where you were migrating, you know, in data that you're you're holding yourself to to, to to data that's now in the cloud. No, but I've migrated between a couple of cloud providers already. That sounds fun. How how did that go? 
Um, All right, Jason. So which one of us had a server whirring in the background? Was it you or me? I can hear it in the background on this episode that we're playing. I can hear a server fan. Um, I don't remember where you were recording, but I doubt you did. I mean, my server's, I was, my server's here. I've moved it since, so maybe it was me. Was I, in I was I was recording in my office up in the attic at the time. I don't remember. Might have had an air conditioner. No, this was November. It wouldn't have had the air conditioner. I hear it. Maybe no one else hears it because I'm the one with the earphones yeah. and it's right here local in the mixer. But I can hear a whirring of a server fan in the background. <laughs> so four, four years ago, I don't think I was in. I, I wasn't in this house, so it would have been somewhere else. And I didn't have that server, so I'm guessing it was you. I blame you. Must have been me. No, you were in that house. You've been in that house since we started the show. Have I? I think four years. That's hard. That's well, not hard. Hard to believe. <laughs> hard to believe. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought you were there. Anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> there it There's is. A, I hear it. So 2020. That was like 100 it years ago. On the cloud provider. Um, 2016. <laughs> 2016 was a thousand years ago. Right, but some of the stuff that we've we've done. So Office 365, for instance, has this. Um, wonderfully horrible, horrible, horrible um, drive system they call OneDrive. Um, it's wonderfully I, horrible. Oh my God! It's it's so <laughs> <clears throat> they took they bought this thing called SkyDrive from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and they brought it oh internally God. and they started using it. SkyDrive? I don't remember yeah, this conversation. SkyDrive became OneDrive and now it's SharePoint. Okay, I mean, it's still OneDrive. Oh, it it's okay. Module. But Merck had SharePoint back in like the late 2000s. It usually works pretty well. You put files so on it. So it was just absorbed into SharePoint? No, well, whatever. so what happened is really SkyDrive was back in the day. And Microsoft. Merck in the day? Yeah, Microsoft needed a cloud drive thing to compete with Box and Google. compete with Google. And they bought SkyDrive. So then they named it OneDrive. And then more recently in the past three years or so, they've redone the back end of OneDrive. So it's no longer separate. It's actually part of SharePoint now. Gotcha. I was going to say, they but, still have OneDrive because uh, my kids yeah, use yeah. it for their schooling. Yeah, it's, it's, but the but the actual file storage OneDrive and everything is part of SharePoint now. Primary so it got rolled well, into SharePoint. Slightly better, but it's got major issues I mean, from my perspective. Oh, and um, it doesn't show up in your main screen. It I know, it's weird. The same the same stuff I was talking about here is, still happens. Files. Oh, and there's a billion limitations on what you can do with What were you talking about here? It just got worse and worse and worse. Um, so when you, so when you when you want to sync files, uh, you can only sync the files that you the put into the drive. You can't sync shared um, files. Okay. Um, I, I mean, files and I haven't played and with it lately. Worse. Maybe they finally fixed that, but so built, it was it was kind of horrible. And they, system, which shared files would show up uh, under a different ago, I mean, folder structure, so you can find it. was a pain in the ass. Okay, I guess. And they put it. Google does something similar. OneDrive. Sort of. Maybe. I don't know. The only Google the only Google Drive that I sync is my personal one, and that's all mine anyway. So you know, I don't have to worry about what's shared with me. It seems like a step back. I have my own file server, so I just sync on my own. Yeah, I'm slowly moving back in that direction. You know, I used to run NextCloud, and then I got tired of running services in my basement, and I moved it to Google Drive. And now I have NextCloud running again for photo management, and I think I might be moving. I'm slowly moving files back to NextCloud. I ended up picking up a NAS. Yeah, we moved off of that too, um, and that worked out really well. So. Them, we used a, That's what I really need uh, is a NAS. I don't have one yet. Uh, another cloud provider software called Cloudsfer. Hmm. 
um, Cloudsfer. Transfer, but cloud. Yeah, transferring. This is so common that there is an app called um, Cloudsfer. I don't know if it still this exists. Funny. Worked Very well. ironic. I thought it was funny yeah, then too. Look yep, at that. Yep. It's a. It's actually a cloud service. Um, and what you do it's a is cloud service. They're yep. moving from cloud to cloud. Yeah, you sign Cloudsfer. in on one cloud service, and you sign in on the other cloud service, and you say, "Suck the data out of here and put the data over there," and it does it. Um, and it, it's actually works pretty well. And yes, Josh, Synology uh, is the thing I'm looking at. I just do this, don't have the money for it yet. One thing at a time. And then upload it to the, the new models are really nice. I, I, I uh, so bought yeah, mine, some and, background and they came out with these new models sure that, that are you know, even better. Uh, I, I did a little bit digging. You know, There's promises about when they're going to delete their data on their end, etc. Um, but that's about it. I mean, short of downloading all of I the I priced out a recent model and four drives, and it was like almost a grand. I just system, can't justify um, that yet. <laughs> would have taken forever. Uh, this right. Is pretty much the quickest way to do it. That's what credit cards are for. So, yeah, um, no thanks. In there. Up. They work pretty well. Cut them all to pieces. <laughs> um, that said, test the services first thoroughly. Don't jump into a service um, no matter what you're being told or pushed to do. Just. In fact, I don't know well, that any viewer cares about this, but I think uh, my last credit card is currently uh, under a thousand dollars. It'll be paid off in like two months. Maybe you'll nice. find the find the home you want before you move in. Then I got a bunch of yeah, loans to go through, but um, at least the credit cards are gone. Take the extra time <laughs> and slow things down. Yeah, it takes a long time to get rid of that stuff. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Turn eighteen, you start getting that stuff. You're like, woohoo, I got money! And then by the time you're like, crap, that's there. I don't know, thirty, you're like, oh crap. Oh crap! What did I do? And around forty, you're like, hmm, I, should, can't, I can't fix it now. <laughs> or maybe your neighbors are really. Oh crap! Bad. I better fix this. Well, <laughs> in we the stages of debt, anymore. right? <laughs> <laughs> See, four years ago, me agreed. So um, whatever I was laughing at. <laughs> yes, moving to the cloud is okay in certain circumstances. Just be careful. Be aware of what you're putting where. See, Jason signed off on it. it. Moving to the cloud's okay. You ruined um, my career. Actually, no. You set me up to get out of there and move to Red Hat, so thank you. Cloud provider choice. Run a lot of tests. Take credit for that? Okay, sure. Cool. Sure, why not? It can be okay. It's not a horrible thing. It's still, there's just, you miss that, that the amount of control that is taken out of your hands is, is both good and bad. Now, when something breaks, you can sit back and go, eh, it's weird, I can't do anything about it, but you just got to wait for them. And, yeah. Uh, I, I've know. never been good at being somebody else's client. I seem to have gotten over that. Stress. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't prevent people from coming to you and saying, how come it isn't working You just yet? gave up, huh? Right, it just but now you, you a, can't do anything about it. Yeah, it just... <laughs> You just give the answer. I, I got to say, I love being able wait, to do it you know? as a hobby now. I, it, so, it gives you a patsy. It was a hobby right, to start exactly. with. So it became it a career. Perhaps, I don't know. All the experience I got from that career has like, become an essentially different career. The internet disappear <laughs> and I can do it as a hobby again. When would that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But if I, happened, how could if, that possibly happen? I know it's it's the internet. It's resilient. <laughs> it, but it did. Science fiction, baby. If you want to speak, happens, go ahead, Mark. Science fiction. <laughs> I can turn yeah. this down a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I just I want to say that I, I haven't been an honest to goodness this admin for five I years now. That you can do. And and I'd um, like to say I miss so it, but I really it, don't. It turns into hacking on a keyboard, <laughs> trying to figure out what the problem is. Instead, as a TAM, 
I'm more like a sysadmin for sysadmins, giving them advice. But right, I'm not the guy being paged at up yours in the morning. You know, and you just go back and say it's like having kids. You have the kids, and you're like, oh, this is great. And after a while, you're like, oh, this is horrible. And then you realize when you're when you when you're older later, and you watch somebody else's kids, you're like, this is awesome. I get to give them. I get to give them back at the end of the day. I can put it. I can put it back to their parents. <laughs> there was I get my system in during the day and there was this guy on the floor the rest of the time would, yeah he'd he'd build these like crazily built jeeps and rock buggies and of course I'm talking about up, jeeps on the first episode a half a year and then he'd sell it and start course. building another one and he'd do it over and over and over again I even remember who I'm talking about and uh, <laughs> one day he's on the forums and he's talking about like how he's he keeps doing this and and he's like I just enjoy building things I, you know, I, I'm a builder. I'm not a, I'm not a user, right? That's me in the systems world. I, I like to build stuff. I like to use it for long enough that I see some usefulness out of it. Then I like to build something else. And it feels like the just cloud find a company that doesn't have proper monitoring and alerting, and you can sleep all night take long. That away from There's sage advice. Like, yep. That's <laughs> one of the things I'm really afraid of. Kind is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're not a system man. You want to be a consultant. Yeah, right. I guess that's what it comes down Apparently, to. Apparently, I wanted to be yeah. a TAM. I just didn't know it yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can figured this out four years ago. I think, I yeah, think we figured it out then. For uh, <laughs> for what you want to do. Uh, it's, maybe you build of course, I don't get to build so much as a TAM. I just get to give advice on how they should build it and then just kind of step back and wait for the fireworks and help them fix it. Full-blown... That's probably a bad way to describe stuff. the tam roll. So building I take that back. Uh, <laughs> it's not awful. Uh, <laughs> Auto-sizing cluster stuff for whatever they're coming up with. Um, that's possible. Uh, and it turns out kind of, kind of fun. Um, or you go down the path of something like Docker. Uh, Docker. What, what I really want to do is build a nice uh, hybrid infrastructure as a service. I think that'd be an awesome project to undertake. You know, something that leverages something like OpenStack and then uh, uh, AWS on the cloud side. That can be done. Um, I've been assured that uh, all that stuff is going away, that everything is being replaced with Docker. No, wait, being replaced with Lambdas. So Lambdas, Lambdas. is the big new thing. Lambda all the things. Heard of I haven't even heard that one yet. You no. were talking okay. about Lambda so, way back four years ago. You've got, yeah. uh, you've got, we've gone from straight up, you know, iron, big big iron where we put a, a piece of software on it. We've gone to virtual machines where we take a piece of big iron, we put a hypervisor By on it. By the way, Mark, to, you know, Mark with a K is in our Facebook on it. Uh, stream. Got he says he misses your singing tonight. We've gotten rid of I, I can't sing. We've it, I know. He says it's a shame. He says he misses it. I could aggressively hum, maybe. There you go. Is that why I see more comments in the in the in the stream? And I'm trying to figure out where they came from. They're coming from Facebook. No, I can see them all. And when I respond to each one that you guys can't see, I respond on the stream that they came in on. So you shouldn't have seen the responses to those. No, I've got. I've got. Uh, oh, you see them in the. Open and I've got Twitch. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I, I can't read the friggin' stream. You kidding me? I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I'll. Uh, I'm sure it has really good uses. Uh, I, I, the industry that I'm in. Um, Please. He's demanding you sing. What we're doing. <laughs> we really have a use for lambdas at the moment. Um, lambdas are for 
Damn. very specific uh, tasks that have to run thousands of times. So you take right. that one task, make it a piece of code, and then that code gets stuck in a container that's specifically designed. I to still run haven't used lambdas um, in any meaningful way. Lambdas are covering everything now. I mean, I've seen Java, I've seen Node, Python, Ruby, um, you name it, they've got it, and it just it just sits there and runs that that Lambda code. This over this was over. a big conversation at the college so, before, like right as I was leaving, they were talking about using Lambda for certain things. Seems to be uh, um, big thing right now. One of the web developers um, was all it's about it's fun. defining sure Lambda it's functions and using them for this and that. My, my I don't remember containers the are obsolete. Uh, containers, containers are legacy. No, containers are legacy. Got, but we're working our way through them. And we'll see Lambdas can't have any... Yeah, so maybe we'll cover containers a, a little more in-depth in, in a future episode. Like 100 milliseconds uh, minimum. I think minimum we're going to have to try to tie this up. have to wait for a Lambda to spin up because in the background it's going to spin up that container to run the code. Um... Just, uh, just, just, yeah, good, good idea. It sounds like you guys are about to stop talking. <laughs> all right, so yeah, that's episode one. There's a minute uh, left. Hey, we did it. Not even Nate. a minute. Um, all the complaints to Nate. Um, so, so the next yeah. four years of uh, Iron Sysmin is going to be us listening yeah, right. to the previous four years of Iron Sysmin. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, we're out of content, guys. This is going to be it. So and next week we're listening to episode two. Then we're going to start over for the next eight <laughs> years. We're going to listen to the previous eight years. Yeah, it's just going to be way. meta from here on. Yeah. Are we going to listen? <laughs> we're going to listen to our. We're going so on the eighth anniversary. We're going to listen to this episode that was listening to the to the first anniversary. Yes, uh, yes. Right. Comment, <laughs> comment on us commenting uh, on the first episode. If anybody wants to hear that, let us know. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Uh, so now whenever I tell someone don't listen to the first episode, um, I guess I've been lying because I just played it for all of you. <laughs> all right. That was, I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think it was, it was as bad as I remember. I remember I'm, I'm maybe you've never noticed this, but I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, right? When things don't work exactly as I picture them in my head, I, it bothers the hell out of me and I need to try to improve and improve. That's why we've, we went to a mixer and why we have a new mixer and why I got a new mic and like all this stuff. And I mean, it's not what I preach to people. When I tell people how to start a podcast, I tell them, start with what you got. And that's exactly what we did. Um, but I guess I'm a little bit of a hypocrite in that respect. But that first episode, Jason, you you really did sound bad. I'm sorry, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> but that improved pretty quick. Darn. <laughs> You and your digitized Bluetooth headset that you had. <laughs> I don't, you know, for all the complaining, I, I, I don't like listening to myself to begin with. It didn't sound digitized at all to me. It sounded, it sounded a little muffled, and that was about it. But that's what I would expect. I, I hear it. I, it's me again. It's perfectionist me. It's me. <laughs> I noticed it. Some of the listeners noticed it because uh, remember we we did get feedback in the beginning about that and um that was one of the few negative pieces of feedback we ever received uh until mark joined yeah yeah whatever. Sorry, mark. I get <laughs> whatever go to hell go to hell with your two-star review yes oh. that guy forget him <laughs> whatever i'm over it yeah i well since ever since elsa joined we, we don't have to worry about anything we're, we're good. Yeah, now. right. We sound great, right? The jerk never bothered me anyway. No. 
All right, folks. Well, I, I don't have anything in queue, anything else for our, our four-year celebration. Sure, except, get off my uh, ship. Nothing. I have finished finished my, my second beer. I probably should have had a third. But since we didn't take a break, I couldn't go get one. My, my Glenfinich <laughs> was wonderful. Well, that's good. Josh with his pumpkin spice latte. I just had ice water because I've had too many calories today because I've been misbehaving lately. That's a shame. I kind of want I went well I went a little nuts around my birthday and Halloween and uh happy birthday I'm like all right I gotta be good well it was October 20th so it's been a bit but thank you close enough I mean this is the first show since then right so my my goal is to like (laughs) not like to not lose control and say screw it it's the holiday season and then I'm you know back in the 240s no I don't I don't want that to happen so uh, Mark K through Facebook asks, what are you drinking? I was drinking Sam Adams. I had a Sam Adams Oktoberfest and then a, a normal Boston lager. Um, I don't know if he meant Jason, though. What are you drinking, Jason? Uh, I had a Glenfiddich scotch. I think you did say that, didn't you? So yeah. he must have been asking me because you said. So there you go, now Mark. I, now Other I'm Mark. wanting my, yeah, now I want my friggin' uh, my Jim Beam Devil's Cut. I'm trying to, did I have Devil's Cut when we were doing D&D on Tuesday? I don't even I don't, remember. I don't remember. No. All I remember is no, I was didn't. out of. Therefore, you can have it today. Yeah. Did I seem well, excessive? Did I seem excessively jolly on Tuesday night as you guys pulled? As you guys like fought and stuff, or not really? I don't remember, Mark. Mm, these these right. are questions <laughs> that are not possible to answer of the DM because. Yeah. I mean, no matter how you answer, there's consequences. I no, just, I, 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 I remember I, that I, I was out of. I was out of rye, so I couldn't have an old fashioned. So I had beer. Yeah, you were a little cranky about that. <laughs> I might have had some devil's cut. Yeah, roll perception. Yes, thanks, Josh. Might have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't want Nate rolling. Oof. No, I roll poorly. Anyone who's ever gamed with me knows that I am one of the worst. Oof. <laughs> Although I think the real shitty roller on Tuesday was Adam. Man, he was. Okay. Oh, yeah. If we're going to play this game, um, so how long do your how long do your D and D sessions usually go? About three hours. Oh, about three hours, yeah. Okay, so in in the span of that three hours, what is and I don't know that you're you're holding a a counter for this, but what is the most number of ones you have seen a person roll in that three hours? <laughs> well, if you count my uh, my Drider uh, NPC, she 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 had advantage on a saving throw against being charmed. And she rolled double ones. So that okay, was but, a, but, but a single person, are you talking like five, 10, 20, 30? Because, um, because I can not, roll not to that level now. I can roll easily in a single session of D&D for three or four hours. I could piece of cake for me to roll 30 ones. No, it never even gets that close. We get oh, a we get, I, we get a, a I smattering get, of ones. I am I get thirty rolls in a night. <laughs> I, I I I will roll ones left, right, and sideways. It is it is really bad, and yet we 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 somehow squeak out the other end. Hmm. We you can solve this you're... right now, Jason. Do you have any dice handy? Do I have dice handy? <laughs> I got here. Here's my bag of dice right here. Are you going to make me try to roll a one in command now? 
No, well, you're going to roll and I'm going to roll and we're going to see who rolls worse. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to roll too. You're going to roll too? What are we rolling? D20s? I got a D20 in my hand right here. We can roll whatever though. My D20. Ready? Oh, mine almost fell off. What's yours? I, I rolled an 11. I rolled a 4. Excellent. I rolled a 15. You all die. <laughs> You're the good DM. Team. We good die with whether, whether we want to or not. <laughs> eh, but I, uh, but I'm not I'm not a sadistic DM. I'm, I'm not a sadistic DM. Am I, Nate? I Josh says Josh says he rolled a two. He wins. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's a five. That's a nine. Hey, an eighteen. I'm gonna stop there. Eighteen right here. Five. The thing that gets me is in, in the sessions that uh, that Mark and I are talking about, we're using roll 20. Um, so it's not even physically my dice, and I still roll terrible. So oh, it really I mean, is just luck. Yeah. You know what's absolutely horrible? When, like, uh, when like especially not one of the more powerful monsters just rolls like a beast. And because I use open rolling now, I can't fudge it and save you guys. Yeah. Right. I right. feel like, oh, so crap. I feel roll so the twenty. Bad. Um uh, that was a that was a twelve. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I can't even do that anymore. Ah, I no, feel so, so bad. Um Jason and I, when we both worked at the college, used to be part of well, in fact we we founded a thing we called the gamers working group because when you work in higher ed, everything's a working group. Sure. Um and it was me and him and the 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 head of our web development team. Um and he was he was our DM, right? And we were playing a game called Savage Worlds, right? Yep. Savage Worlds. Yep. And anyone who's ever played Savage Worlds, it's very similar to D and D, except you roll mostly six sided dice. A yeah, couple no things D20s. are eight sided dice. Uh, there's no D twenties really. Um, oh. And it has this me this mechanic where instead of a critical hit, exploding you get dice. exploding dice, yep. right? If you roll a six on your six sided dice, you get to roll it again. And if you get another six, you roll it again. If you get another six, you roll it again. Well, I've, Rich, who was... Yeah, I've played those systems. Rich, who was another player, <laughs> for whatever reason, whenever Ken, he was the DM, whenever he would throw like a crazy huge like boss type monster at us, all of a sudden, Rich would explode his dice like 27 times in a row and one shot the bad guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but... so Every time. So, but so, then he gets... Then like, the, like this, this little NPC with yeah. a hand axe kills him in one shot on accident <laughs> yep yep yeah it was yeah that was that was a fun battle so we, we come in we come into the room and there's like this big snake creature and and rich is a rich is a uh 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 rules lawyer yeah it was basically what you're looking for um yeah that's that's the nice way of putting it so he, he's got like all these different skills and he adds things up and you know he comes he's like okay so this is the advantage i get and minus this and plus that and everything else and he starts rolling and he just rolls six after six after six after six. And he takes this guy out in one shot. Yeah. And the DM's like, you can just see the DM's face just like, oh, <laughs> crap. Okay. It's hilarious. He had this up. epic battle in mind. And then just like, <laughs> dead. All right. This little mook character comes up who has like one hit point. You know, he's going to get killed. He's like, okay, and the mook throwing throws axe. hand axe at you. And the DM starts rolling and he rolls a six. And he rolls another six. And now you see the smile just coming up. <laughs> And he just rolls and rolls and rolls until he finally gets it. <laughs> and he ends up killing Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Oh, it was great. It was, it was the great. best. It was great. And then I we took him out to the ocean and we put him on a we put oh, him we on did. a boat and we gave, we gave him, him like a, a Nordic send off. Gave him a, a a Viking burial and then and then later on that night the uh 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 Nalgafar, the uh, ship of nails came back. <laughs> That's right. He came back as a zombie. And Rich was on it. And, and oh Rich, dear. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't a zombie. He was he was alive. Oh. He was slightly pale and had no hair on his body, including That's its right. nails. Because Nalgafar is the ship of nails. Oh yeah. Those were the days. Yep. Yeah, we were the days. That group is still going, by the way. They were still going when I left and um just uh You guys were long past Savage Worlds though. You switched over to they switch over to Pathfinder? Uh we did Pathfinder very briefly. Did we? I think we did. I play Pathfinder Uh, now, that's fun. We played some D D fifth edition. Uh what we were playing most when I left the college, we were playing this thing that uh Tim had made up sort of his own very basic rule system. And the idea was that it was more like a theater of the mind kind of thing where, yeah. um, yeah, theater of the mind. Well, you, you were like playing out a movie is basically what he was going. And the rules, he just kind of made up as he went along and he's trying to be fair with it and whatever. It was kind of fun. And then, you know, I left the college. So then <laughs> your character cool. immediately died a horrible, horrible death. No doubt. He did. He, he got blown up, uh, trying to, uh, breach a dam. Okay. There was a reason. There was a reason we were doing that. I, I don't know what happened to my character. I assume it just he just fell off the map. I never found out. I don't even remember what we were playing when you left. When you forcibly left. <laughs> forcibly left. When I was ejected? Yes. Yeah, when you were ejected. All right. So anyway, we're getting way off topic as usual. I hope you guys enjoyed our four-year episode. I don't have anything other any other content lined up. Um, so we're just going to close it here before we ramble on for another two hours because we could. You know we could. And, and that, no folks, doubt. is how you take a one-hour podcast and make it two. That's how you make a two-hour podcast out of reviewing no a one-hour self-control. show. No self-control. <laughs> you fast-forwarded through it, too. We did. We skipped quite a bit. We skipped quite a bit. But we're still not at the two-hour mark. We have to We have to ramble on some more. So um, I hope Save you guys have enjoyed. Week. I hope you guys have enjoyed the last four years of Iron Sysadmin podcast, and I hope you'll join us next week when we talk to Ed Scotus. Because it's going to be a good time. It always is. Oh, um, wait, we're continuing this? I thought we were, it was four years and we were done. Is that not? Well, you know, you can go if you want. We can go find another co-host. Thanks. <laughs> Ejected again. So yeah. I do I do want to say um, I want to thank Jason especially because you've been here since the beginning. I want to thank Mark for joining recently. I want to thank Dustin, who we haven't seen in a long time, but he was a co-host for quite a while in around the two-year mark, if I remember correctly. Another baby, blah, blah, blah. And Charles, uh, you guys have been great. You've helped me make this show into something that's actually enjoyable to listen to. Uh, I've only done one episode where I was alone, and it came out terrible. I don't recommend oh, no. anyone ever goes listen to it. <laughs> Which episode? So, I don't remember. Um, I'll bet it was shorter. It's probably two, yeah, It's probably two years ago at this point, maybe longer. Um, but yeah, it was not. it was not a great... Uh, not a great show. I even forgot to record the beginning of it, and I had to download it from the YouTube live stream and <laughs> splice it together. <laughs> it was kind of terrible because I was so nervous about running it alone. So anyway, um, so yeah, 
uh, hopefully we're around for another four years or longer, and uh, you guys keep listening. We'll be here as long as as long as folks enjoy the show. We'll be here putting them out. So we'll be here at least that long, and then we'll probably be stubborn for at least six months after that. At least, at least we have no more at listeners, least. guys. But we're gonna stay. We're gonna keep gonna doing keep this. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So if you want to hear this live. Uh, on most months, you can hear us the second and fourth Thursday of every month, except for this month and probably next month, because Christmas is going to mess up the second show of next we month don't as want well. Our, we don't want to record on Christmas Day, because isn't, I mean, isn't that what it would be? It might be. I don't know. Ooh. It would have been Thanksgiving Day yeah, <laughs> if we did it next week or I'd two weeks. spend the day now. with you, but I have a podcast to do. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, family. I have to go do a podcast. Um Right, so you can listen to us live either via YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast, or twitch.tv slash Podcast. Uh, you can join our community if you would like to. There's a link to it, which I can't recite on the air because it's too long. Uh, but if you go to ironsystemin.com, there's a menu item in there that goes to the community. Um, it'll take you to Matrix, which is the, 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 the new coolness that, I'm in, that I still like better than Discord. I'm going to be angry about that. Although I have to to say discord is growing on me. Besides Delaware has done some really cool stuff in their discord and it's, it's actually pretty cool. I still just, I want them to support multiple profiles. Damn it. That's the hill I'll die on. I I mean it. Sorry. Anyway, where was I? Right. Social. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Let's look for the iron system and podcast. And with that, folks, thank you for hanging in for this four-year episode, and we will catch you in the next one. Remember, one week from now, not two. Next week, yay. Next week. Next week. All right. Now I got to get back to the stream thing and do this this transitiony thing. We will. uh, uh, I need the. the, Where is it? It's over there. I wasn't wasn't ready. No, wait. Up a little bit. Are we still? Are we still alive? Here it goes.